If 1994 inaugurated democracy in South Africa, 2024 might just seal it. Who will lead South Africa after this watershed election? That's what we'll discuss in this video. Let's go. The Cizwe Mbofu Welsh Experience Podcast. Spread the fire, welcome back to SMWX. And as you know, we have a partnership with the Mail and Guardian where I write a column and create a video based on that column. So check the description below for the column that's been written for this month, in which I cover a set of four scenarios that could play out after 2024. We know 2024 is going to be a landmark election, an election in which the mighty ANC might relinquish its majority for the first time since 1994. But we've given less thought to what could happen and what kind of coalitions, what kind of political partnerships could result as a result of the ANC losing that majority. And so in this video, I want to explore four potential scenarios. And I'd like to know in the comments below, which of these scenarios do you think is the most appealing one and if you have any other scenarios that you'd like to share with us, then let us know down in the comments below as well, and we can discuss and talk. My comment section is uh, really quite something, so I'm looking forward to seeing you all there. I like to say the comment section on SMWX is better than reading a newspaper, so there you go. Well, maybe not if it's the Mail and Guardian, but you know what I mean. So, let's get into the first scenario. Cizwe Mbofu Welsh Experience, SMWX. The first scenario is, and I'm assuming here, that the ANC falls below 50%, right? It got 45% in the municipal elections if you total all the votes. So let's say it's around there. The first scenario is an interesting one. It's a government of national unity. Now, a government of national unity actually happened in 1994. Mandela's first cabinet actually included politicians from the National Party and the ANC. So a government of national unity is basically when all political parties come together and they form a government and a cabinet. So you could have a cabinet which had people from the ANC, people from the DA, people from the EFF. Now, imagine this scenario on the other hand. Cabinet could consist of, let's say, the ANC. So if the ANC gets the most votes in the election, then they would keep the presidency. But the party with the second most votes, let's say it's the DA, would get the deputy presidency and some other ministries. And then the party with the third most votes would get ministries, etc. And you'd have a shared cabinet of cross-party partnerships. But imagine that some parties didn't join the cabinet, they rather decided to lead in parliament. So imagine we had a coalition cabinet with ANC, DA, Action SA, but we had a parliament which was led by other opposition parties, let's say the EFF, the UDM, and the ATM. Imagine suddenly the EFF was in charge of parliament, and instead of disrupting, the onus was actually on them to maintain order in the house. Wouldn't that be a twist? The interesting thing about that would also be that parliament would then 
hold the executive accountable. And one of the main problems we've had with our parliament is it's just a rubber stamping institution that doesn't actually hold the government accountable. So if you put different parties in charge of parliament and the cabinet or the executive arm of the government, you would actually get an interesting tension which might promote accountability. Can you imagine that? What do you think of that scenario? I think it's quite an interesting one, but there are many scenarios to consider. Of course, you could also just have a traditional government of national unity where all kinds of parties are in the executive or the cabinet and parliament at the same time. So that's scenario number one, a government of national unity. Let's go to scenario number two. The Cizwe Mbofu Walsh Experience, SMWX. Scenario number two is an opposition coalition. Scenario number two is an opposition coalition. What would that mean? That would mean that the ANC is effectively ejected from power and thrown onto the opposition benches. And I have to say, there is a certain amount of appeal to this. Imagine all those old, tired ANC politicians who have been lecturing us for the last 30 years, finally being cast out from power. But before we get carried away with that idea, an opposition coalition where opposition parties club together to keep the ANC out of government and positions of power in parliament, we actually have to ask ourselves a very serious and difficult question. Who would be the president of South Africa in that scenario? Let's actually think about it. Because the options aren't necessarily incredible. So let's say the DA got the second most votes in the election and they led an opposition coalition. Can we really imagine John Steenhuisen as the president of South Africa? I mean, look, I just don't think South Africa's ready, quite frankly, for... When someone makes a joke that's about something that's serious, like, for me, it just feels too soon. I don't know if you agree, but I mean, I can understand if that party got a majority and they were legitimately the biggest party, but if it's a party that hasn't got a majority, how do we put John Steenhuisen into the union buildings and live with ourselves? So there's that. But then who else would be the president of an opposition coalition? Herman Mashaba? Would his party, Action Essay, actually get enough votes? If they were the third biggest party, you would have a legitimacy problem. Why is the, the leader of a relatively small party now the president of the country? And Julius Malema, similar. If the EFF only gets somewhere between 20 and 10% of the votes, would it be a legitimate presidency if Malema was actually president, but other parties had got more votes. So you suddenly run into these legitimacy crises in terms of who the president of an opposition coalition should be. And I'm very interested to hear your thoughts because I think this is a, general, a genuine puzzle. It's a genuine conundrum. What, what happens? Who should lead South Africa? We know that we probably want the ANC out, but once the ANC leaves, who leads? That's a key question that needs to be answered. The Cizwe Mbofu Walsh Experience, SMWXX. Third scenario is an ANC-led coalition. Now, I shudder to think about it even as I say it, but it is possible for the ANC to be kept in power 
if they can find a partner who will help them keep their reins, their hands on the reins of power. So let's think this through. One option is that the ANC joins forces with the EFF and we have an ANC-EFF government. Now, the problem with that for the EFF would be they would always be accused of bringing the ANC in via the back door, of rescuing a dying ANC, and potentially of even protecting uh, a corrupt party, which would then be given power again, and that could irreparably harm the EFF's image. The same for any other potential partner who would bring the ANC back into power. Another very serious option is the IFP. In fact, if we look at the 2021 local and municipal elections, if you combine the ANC vote and the IFP vote, you just squeak over the 50% margin that would be needed to form a government. But again, the IFP would be crucified by all people in South Africa who would say, we have removed the ANC from its majority and you're now bringing them back and subjecting us to more years of potential load shedding, corruption and unaccountability. So the problem with an ANC-led coalition is that whoever joins the ANC to keep it in power will suffer serious harm uh, from the majority of the electorate who would not prefer that outcome. So that's the third scenario. What's the fourth? The Caesar Mbofu Walsh Experience. SMWX. The fourth scenario is what's known as a grand coalition. What's a grand coalition? A grand coalition is when the two biggest parties in a country come together to form a coalition. So in the United States, that might be the Democrats and the Republicans coming together. Um, in the United Kingdom, that could be the Conservatives and Labour. In South Africa, that would effectively be, and imagine this, the ANC and the DA going into coalition to run South Africa. Now, you may think this sounds crazy, but leaders from the two parties actually said that they were thinking about this, or at least intimated it after the 2021 local elections when coalition agreements were happening in different cities. But both parties opted against it because they knew that 2024 was coming and that might be the moment when they needed each other. In fact, if you look at the way that the DA has been acting around President Ramaphosa, you'll actually see that they've been quite supportive of him. Well, at least until the Parapara disaster happened, they were very supportive of President Ramaphosa, and this could have been because they were actually eyeing 2024 and hoping that they would be able to use Ramaphosa as a figurehead for a grand coalition government. So Ramaphosa would remain president, Steenhuizen would maybe be deputy president, and other cabinet posts would be shared between the two parties. Now, although these two parties look like they are diametrically opposed, they often agree on more than they would care to admit especially in their practice, if not in their rhetoric. And so we may have a situation, depending on what happens with the ANC leadership race and the survival of President Ramaphosa, that the ANC and the DA look around and say, hey, if we come together, we can have an unassailable majority. The drawback of this, of course, would be that parliament would probably be even more weak than it is now. 
because not only would you have ANC MPs wanting to protect the government, but DA MPs would also be wanting to protect their coalition government. So we would have very little parliamentary accountability in my view. Of course, this would be a gift on a silver platter to parties like Action SA and the EFF, who would turn around and say, well, look, the ANC and the, e and the, ANC and the DA are partners now. We are the true alternative to these elite parties. And I suspect they would grow rapidly in the period after 2024. So those are four scenarios for how things could play out in South African politics if the ANC loses its majority in 2024. There are some things that we should consider that could complicate this picture. Firstly, there are independent candidates who may play a significant role depending on what happens with electoral reform in this election. Secondly, we also know that often new political parties emerge that we can't predict. And so there may be new entrants on the political landscape that could steal away some votes from the big parties. Either way, we as citizens do start need to be thinking about what is the optimal coalition after ANC dominance. Make no mistake about it, we're entering a new era, but the shape of that era is still up for grabs. And it's something that we should be debating, considering, and discussing. So I look forward to your thoughts in the comments below. Like, share, subscribe. Comment on SMWX on social media. I will retweet you. And let's keep the fire spreading. Why do we say spread the fire? Because this channel and platform has always grown by word of mouth. It's not about big advertising budgets and people telling you to support this channel. You spread the fire by spreading the fire to your friends, family, and telling people about this channel. And that's how we've grown to 30,000 subscribers and more. So thank you for taking us to that milestone. See you at the next video. Hope you read the column. I hear you. The Caesar and Welsh Experience Podcast. I hear you.